We're recording. We're, we're going live. right now. We're live. Right now. Right, welcome, okay, everybody. Welcome to... yeah, go ahead, Nick. Welcome welcome to If I May, a uh, talk show slash uh, podcast here uh, designed by three people that probably nobody wants to hear from. You know, we have that uh, classic stereotype filled of three white American males, you know, that really that niche group that no one's ever heard from before. So uh, you should probably just tune out and ignore us entirely. But that being said, the format of our discussion uh, and discussions going forward is using the the term if I may, which is just the most polite way possible to interrupt somebody. If I may, I think uh, we can go ahead and get into our introductions of who we are. So I know you kind of brought us up. We are three. We are three white males. That is a that is a fact. Uh, my name is Kyle. I'm an engineer. Uh, so I know I got a lot of uh, technology and sciencey stuff that I can talk about. Yeah, and I'm Brent, and I'm gonna work at a zoo. So I got that going for that, me. That's pretty neat. That is that is quite exciting and a very <laughs> different perspective, certainly with respect to what it is he'll be the expert on. <laughs> We can thank you for that. Wait, um, so yeah, wait, wait. We, if I may, we need Nick to intro quick, and then we have to go back to Brent here because I I don't think I actually got the uh, full scoop on Brent working at a zoo. Yeah, I've got I've got more questions as well. But uh, my name is Nick. I am an accountant, and uh, I am a, a business specialist, if you will, looking into the the details and inner workings and like to discuss uh, a number of different things. I'm a bit outdoorsy, a bit technology, gaming, you know, all the typical stereotypes for a slightly overweight male living in America, you know, the, the real stereotypes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, you're running, you're again, running, you're, you're, you're doing more running real, than me. The real, I am running, yes. I actually, I'm training for that uh, relay marathon that I do every year, so I got to do better than I did last year. I wasn't pleased with my effort, Every year? So. Have you just done it once? If uh, I may, no, I've done that two times now. Go ahead. If I may, I carried your your butt last time. You so. had me in fifth place overall for the whole race. I am not a runner. Literally, the entire time I was running, people were passing me, which, because of my ego, had me gassed in about ten minutes. Anyway, so thank you for that. <laughs> okay, so back back to Brent. Brent, you're working at a zoo. What? Yeah. So this summer, I'm I'm working at a zoo. Uh, up in Seattle, Woodland Park Zoo, and working with their summer camp. And I think that's going to be a pretty crazy experience in that I'll be with children five days a week, all day, monitoring the behavior. And I don't know, and I'll, I'll be able to tell you later as the summer goes on, if the animals in the zoo are actually the the zoo animals themselves or the children that are roaming it with me. So uh, I'll keep you guys updated on that. But it's going to be heck of a summer, and I'm hoping – you know, we can just keep the ride going. If, if I may, I'm I'm told there are both and all of the above of lions, tigers, and, and bears. Are there bears as well? It, yes, yes. There are grizzly bears and some some other types as well. So, so how does if I may, how does how does one even apply to be working at a zoo? Like, is it like a standard job where there's just a posting? You have to look. I want to work at a zoo. Like, what what did you Google to find your uh, zoo position that you uh, applied for? And evidently got uh this is gonna be the you know back in my day story that i'll be telling my children uh it'll be back in my day we had to go on the the website of the zoo and and look up at the job board that they posted oh so there's way. no like public With, uh, thing, computer you literally just... application that i typed in <laughs> to my keys 
and they're gonna they're gonna not know what that means. But I'm so okay. if if I may, when I when I applied for any accounting position, uh, they literally sat me down and I counted out beans for them. Now for this zoo position, did you in fact fight a lion with nothing more than a whip and a chair, or did you simply just shuffle the horse poop? No, no. So the <laughs> the interview actually had a pretty interesting question that they asked. They asked, "You're given." The, the, oh, 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 if I may. The interesting question was, why do you want to work at a zoo? No, no, <laughs> barely. Who doesn't want to work at a zoo? It's the dream job, if we're being honest. But the question was, you're given a winter glove, a spatula, a wooden spatula, and a rubber band. And you need to teach a five-minute lesson on anything based around one or all of those items. So that was, I mean, that's how you get to work at a zoo is know how to use a winter glove, a spatula, and, uh, and you know, Can you talk about band. anything or do you have to limit it to animals? Uh, it could be anything. I chose for the the conservation aspect. Um, the recy- I went recycling, actually, as a, a way to draw on some conservation and some environment because you know, that's what zoos are about. So try to get those extra brownie points. If, if I may, I believe the correct answer was you make a slingshot. You put on the glove for safety, obviously. You put the wooden spoon <laughs> in the rubber band, hold the rubber band with the glove, and pull back on the wooden spoon and launch the wooden spoon at the wall. So, so Kyle has an interesting story about wearing wearing gloves. Uh, go go ahead, Kyle. You can tell it better than I can. If I may, I have no idea what you're talking the about. The slingshot. The slingshot. Oh. So, okay. All right. All right. Here <laughs> okay, we go. I know what you're talking for, about. For Kyle's birthday this year, I got him a slingshot, which, by I the got, way, well, you, need, you need to have a driver's license to buy. So this isn't just like a little stick thing. This is... A legitimate weapon. Yeah. I didn't realize I bought my friend a weapon for his birthday, but... I found out the hard way. No, I didn't get hit by a slingshot, but I went to try it out. You definitely and... got hit by a slingshot. <laughs> if well, I not well, I got <laughs> yeah, not not a pebble or whatever they are. So I pull back the marble, I let go, but it like hits my skin, and I got this nice scar that's healing up right in between it's my still thumb healing. And pointer finger. Oh yeah, I found out yesterday that you can stretch it out, like you pull on the skin, and the the scar looks bigger. It's pretty badass but it's been over a month you know. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is exciting <laughs> so that's my one time ever using a slingshot <laughs> uh, okay if i may let, let's get into one of our uh, topics here uh nick you want to lead one off well minor oh well, much much different tone uh than injuring yourself with a slingshot but if we're on the topic of uh weapons i can kind of jump into a more serious note and not that i want to take it uh in a an overly serious direction but obviously the the content is applicable with what's going on in the world today and uh the topic i i wanted to run over was was gun control and you guys can feel free to jump in uh wherever you feel necessary um i'm not going to get political and 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 really try and say oh this is right or this is wrong or i believe this and you should believe that um that's that's not what i'm after i'm more bringing awareness to the situation 
Um, not that I am, you know, the kind who goes on Facebook and changes my profile picture and sends out the thoughts and prayers and all that other useless stuff that, that happens in, in social yeah, media, easy. but well, it doesn't accomplish anything is, is my point. Not that we don't want to send, you know, thoughts and prayers, but everyone thinks they're a social media hero every time they post that. And it's like, okay, well, that's, that's not having a discussion. That's not actually looking at the issues. And again, I don't, I don't want to push someone where one way or the other but i i would like to to address the way that things are discussed in in this subject and other subjects and in, in politics today again not trying to persuade anybody but i, I wish i wish we could have a, a more frank discussion you look at gun control and I, I have, you know, personal feelings uh, that lean one way, but I, I confidently believe that I could argue both sides of, of, of the case, if you will, uh, with respect to should guns be more controlled, should they be less controlled, and, and, and ultimately, uh, ironically, the, the arguments that I've gone through and discussions that I've had would probably um, end up winning the opposite way of that I actually, you know, feel. But um, I, th I think it's important to to when you're looking at, at something that has such high emotions and, and so many, you know, real life impacts that are, you know, life and death. It's it's a huge it's a huge thing. Um, it, the biggest thing for me is is to listen. I mean, so many people have so many opinions and, and let's be frank, uh, not a lot of people are worth listening to. But the the there are so many stupid people who will just jump in and throw in, you know, f fake news. Let's yeah, throw out some more pol political terminology. But, um, you know, there's so much going on out there and so many, so many high running emotions and, and frankly, so many stupid people. But it, the key is, is to listen. And I, I really pride myself uh, for the most part on, on being able to empathize with people. And you look at a situation where, where lives are lost because someone went off the rails and, you know, there's certainly been enough of them. So you can kind of look at different groupings and, and classify them as, okay, well, this was preventable. This one, you know, how does how does this person have a gun? And then this most recent one in Texas, um, at least based on the, the limited reading that I've done, th there were no signs. This is not someone who was, you know, disturbed or had a lot of, you know, history with the police or, or anything crazy like that. Um, the alleged story on the news, and again, I have no backing or, you know, true research into this was that uh the boy we'll call him was uh scorned by a woman and uh basically went out to get revenge and uh, got a hold of his his father's weapons and there's a lot of people at fault um primarily i would say the parents obviously getting a hold of the gun and um you know what can what can lawmakers do to fix that i, I don't think it's a i mean it, it can be a law issue but i think it's a family core values issue but um regardless of of where you fall how how you approach an argument is is important yes you have something to say and you feel a certain way about it but i truly believe listening is key doing doing the research and reading and there's so much garbage out there on the internet that grabs from a lot of different directions um and I, I, I guess I personally am a, a gun owner and, and supporter but at the same time I understand the need for controls so that kind of leads me into, since you guys aren't jumping in, uh, the next topic I kind of wanted to jump into. If I may. Which oh, is, if I whoa, may, whoa, whoa, whoa. We are tentatively listening and wait, waiting for you to... I appreciate that, yeah. if I may. So, I guess, you know, if I may jump in here uh, for the uh, gun control topic, I think I, there's two things that c came to mind as you were uh, having uh, talking there. Uh, one of them is... I guess the core of the problem, which is really like mental health and the whole family aspect, 
I think that's definitely something that should really be focused on instead of the gun laws per se. I know people are trying to make, uh, a lot, a lot of times when the shootings come up, people are quick to jump on making laws on anything in general, but, or, you know, when any tragedy happens, everybody's like, Oh, we got to change something when it's like, well, let's find the, the core issue first and, and try to change that. So in my opinion, this is definitely a mental health thing where it's, you know, maybe we have to, you know, take a step back and, you know, what, find the, the real issue and see what we can do to, uh, encounter those people earlier and try to help out. I know, uh, I was actually listening to the news this morning and, uh, one of the things that was brought up is there's actually a program out there that kind of scans social media for signs of this kind of thing where somebody might be triggered by something or is going down the wrong path and uh, it'll kind of like single them out and like flag the school. So like at this point, it sounds like school districts and law enforcement used to be able to buy it, but not anymore. It sounds like the company uh, for privacy reasons doesn't want law enforcement to be able to buy it anymore, but uh, they've had schools be able to buy it. And they actually just recently, like a month ago, they had one of the schools advocate like, hey, we actually had triggered a kid that was really close to committing suicide and we were able to get him help. And he admitted that like he had a plan and everything, but this like software was able to help identify him online. Uh, I guess the second thing I want to touch on is, uh, I guess uh, for me, I'm a little bit, I guess, stronger on the gun control thing where in my opinion, I understand why there needs to be regulations on gun control. And I'm definitely all for uh, preventing guns from getting in the wrong hands. But I know one of the main arguments people make is, oh, assault weapon, you don't need an assault weapon. When in reality, Mm -hmm. I think assault weapons is kind of like a skin on a semi-automatic gun. There's a lot of guns out there that aren't quote-unquote assault weapons that can do pretty much just as much damage. And honestly, I think uh, before the recent couple of years, I think one of the most devastating shootings was literally a guy in the back of a car with a a bolt-action hunting rifle just picking people off. So it's kind of like people make the thing, make the excuse of, oh, why do you need a assault weapon? And I don't personally own one, but it's kind of one of those, you can use make the same argument about cars. Like, why do you need a Ferrari? Everybody should be driving smart cars. There's no reason. That's, that's a great point. You know, there's no reason to own an assault weapon. Or there's no reason to own a Ferrari. For our, cars kill more people per year than guns. I mean, granted. If I may, yeah. the, uh, the, the big thing that stands out to me, and regardless of, of my personal feelings, one way or the other, although I, I will admit that I'm in the same boat as you as, as a responsible gun owner, um, where I, if I had to peg where this is going to end up, whether I like it or not, uh, if I were to predict, um, unfortunately, as a society, as a, as a herd of animals, um, in order for us to be successful and, and maintain uh, you know, the most of us, we do unfortunately have to play to the lowest common denominator. And, and frankly, I think a large percent of the population, um, you know, as as education becomes so complicated, um, you know, there's the basics, reading, writing, social skills, what have you. Um, you know, you look at, you know, how many people actually know about guns to your earlier point. You know, everyone refers to things as assault weapons and assault rifles. And it's just like, OK, well, actually, that that's just a semi-automatic gun. That's like that's not an assault style weapon. And certainly those those are out there and they can be used. And uh, you had some great points around that. But if I'm if I'm calling where this where this would hypothetically end, you have to play to the lowest common denominator. And you look at the lack of education regarding guns. And I mean, guns aren't important to got a huge percent of the population, you know, so few, um, 
need them. I mean, a lot of people own them, certainly, for protection or for recreational use, what have you. But um, the the education just just isn't there. The respect for something like a gun is 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 not there. Um, you look at something as simple as cooking. Um, so many kids grow up and their their parents don't have the the classic stay at home and cook meals and teach the children how to cook. So you have children growing up who are in high school who who don't know how to cook for themselves. Well, if they don't know how to cook for themselves, which seems like common sense to to myself and certainly prior generations, you've had I to make figure a out mean how to cook mac and to cheese. Survive. If I may, if I may, I mean the thing is though is that the parent generation it's already, I mean, it's already too late. The parents that are having children now don't know already. So it's like, we're already two, three down where, you know, I, I mean, you're gonna have to educate, but it's it's a huge undertaking to do. Um, I think the thing that I struggle with, with gun control is just, you know, do we need to be having guns in regular citizens' hands that have such large magazines? And I, I feel like if you have, limit that size where it's it's more difficult to quickly reload or or you know it's you know you can really start to minimize if, some if of I the may, scale of things back with with kyle's comment you know you don't need a car that can go 300 miles an hour you don't need those high-end sports cars but you still have the freedom to go and, and buy them right wrong or indifferent uh, you you have that choice additionally i would look at the most recent shootings I don't think any of those had large magazines. Not, again, yeah, the, not the Texas to, guy not was to, a shotgun and a pistol. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, not not to. I, I don't want to get into the details on this. Just I think we wanted to avoid that as 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 a theory. But uh, what was we talked about something in uh, in our unofficial episode zero, Kyle, um, where we were talking about. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember what it was, but it was related to the the gun control and common awesome. sense. I'll have, to, I'll have to come back to that later. Great, but. great story. Great story. <laughs> then I found five dollars. Uh, really? Where? Yeah, cool. in my pocket. Um, you know. Oh, okay, speaking of pockets, I'm if done. I may, I have a great topic, and I think Absolutely. it needs to be done. Uh, why are there not boxers with a cell phone pocket in them? If I may, why? Like you don't walk around in boxers out in public. Why do you need for when I'm in my apartment as I am right now in my boxers? And I want to carry my cell phone around with me. And you're like, oh, crap, where did I set down my cell phone? And then either you're carrying it or you're setting it down. If you set it down somewhere, I'm going to lose it. Like, do you two do housework in your boxers? No. No. What? I you have to if I may, first. I'm going to spare anyone and everyone the mental images that are being processed. <laughs> Nobody knows between. what you look like. You're walking around in your boxers and whatever it is the rest of us do. I think there um, needs to be a pocket I'll in my boxers. It. If I may, if I may, the problem would be solved instead with like a, a waistband that you can just put around your waist that can carry yourself. If I may, is that not the point of a waistband to be a <laughs> No, no, I'm just saying, like, like you start with boxers, but then you have to if I may. see what you need is yeah. a fanny pack. Yes. Hold on. Does yes. that go in and around the fanny? I'm confused. <laughs> All right. Well, I know we brought up a. A heavier subject uh, with gun control, which that was great, and we probably didn't even touch what we should have. Oh god! But uh, I want to bring it up to something that also happened this past weekend. Of people think of importance, but not at all. Uh, for those who don't know, the royal wedding of England, I believe, or 
United Kingdom or whatever they are, happened this past weekend. Oh, you'll start a riot and, there. No, no. So I have Britain, a hot Britain, take. England versus UK. I have a hot take on this one. If I may, I believe. I don't care. Britain. I don't care. I didn't watch it. It doesn't matter to me. Like, next. So you so, brought it up. <laughs> I need to bring this up. Stuff that we Next. need to talk about it. If I may, I, th- I think one of the biggest things is it's kind of like a, a symbolism thing of you know uh, a previous time, and you know I, the monarchy at this the monarchy monarchy. Wow, words are hard. At this point, is more of just kind of an idea, and it's it's a respect thing to the the previous royal family and rulers of the past, so, but. It, I don't know. I think at this point, yeah, it's just kind of a pay respects to the the, the history of England. It's kind of like us celebrating Fourth of July. If I may, I, I think it's just a slightly more favored uh, ex president situation. The same way the Bush family is is highly revered for having you know two presidents, um, both both Georges um, as president. That's a that's not a royal family per se, but anytime they're involved with something, uh, it carries great weight. So you look at the the English system, and these yeah, the monarchy carries great weight despite having little to no. Um, I guess I can't say they have little to no political influence. Certainly, there is a political aspect to it, um, but their their tangible real power is is not there. They don't make laws anymore or do anything like that. But there's still, yes, a, a respect and a kind of an un, unspoken reverence for for the family, especially the queen. I mean, how old is how old is the queen? She's, She's real still old. kicking, right? Her husband <laughs> is still kicking. That's the amazing thing. How old is he? I, I'll have to look now. They're, they're all ancient. You know. I apologize. I mean, I the keyboard say... At some point, we'll have to... Uh, yeah, get our format straight so we can Google questions that come up during this. But she is currently uh, no, ninety-two. Okay. So, so if I may, there's this device that was invented probably around ten years ago now that allows you to search the internet in your pocket. Real yeah, time. No, I carried it around. We just talked about it with boxers. You have a phone that, when you type on it, makes no noise like a keyboard. <laughs> I'm just saying. Fair enough. Want I don't know. Something. I could. I could probably make some noise. Just do the old Google thing. Yeah, I don't want to hear that noise. <laughs> nope. Nope. Anyway, so I mean, the British were invading us with 1960s, the Beatles and stuff, but we're finally getting them back. The princess who's married to the guy who's number six in line is American. So <laughs> you never know when they might go through those. We're five. getting in there. We're getting in there. She's a spy. I back in the old times, that was a big thing. Like people would kill their family and stuff just become in power. Well, yeah, that's what ninety percent of good television is based on: royal families and air airlines. And I saw Robin Hood. Air airlines. airlines. Like, yeah, I said, I said like that. Pan America. Modern. Yeah, yeah. Delta and uh, Spirit and all those other airlines. All of them. What am I trying to say? Like the air, H E I R, and the line of the air. Like what? What is the actual terminology? I'm blanking. So horrible. Lineages. Lineage. Lineage. Okay. Well, that doesn't refer to who's the heir. Royal lineage. Okay. Moving on. There's another yeah. word. Yeah, whatever. Next. Moving on. next. Next. You're horrible at these topics. My God. I, that was a good topic. That was, I mean. <laughs> you started Nick, out by saying, Nick, let's not acknowledge this, but here it Nick, is. <laughs> Nick is bringing us down with his, you know, very important, I'm not, you know, important, but very heavy 
topics and i'm just trying to lighten the mood sorry if i may i did clarify that we are three white american males what's more american than guns sure not knowing if it's britain uk or england not caring frankly no offense but (laughs) but moving up wales it's wales whatever that I guess I, I can I can transition into a, a slightly different topic, uh, but touches on the international scene that Americans are so ignorant about, myself obviously included, and after this last discussion, clearly both of you. Um, but with that, uh, just kind of a, a very, what are your opinions? I'll, I'll put it, I'll phrase it as a question. What, what are your opinions as Americans of the rest of the world's perception of America? Um, I've heard enough stories from friends who travel. I've only been out of the country to go to uh, areas in the Caribbean. I've never been to Europe. I've never been to Asia. I'd, I'd like to go check out some of those areas. I have a, a, a bucket list that you know has Egypt, has um, Greece and Rome on it, but um, I, I've not taken the time. I just have got to have the money, number one, and number two, I uh, got to have the time and the the lifestyle that allows for something like that. But so, if I may, are, as an as an expert thoughts? in this topic because the reason I'm an expert is because I was on a uh, um, chat roulette in college and I talked to a guy from New Zealand and uh, all the girls are hot here uh, which I confirmed there's no way I'm not confirming that and uh, uh, everything's just <laughs> like Hollywood so Hollywood is the, the perception at least from a New Zealand standpoint Hollywood is the perception of how it is here in America no, I miss the I miss the days of of westerns. You know, it used to be the the perception of America was like the Wild West, and I feel like we've lost that recently. And you know, John Wayne, Clint Eastwood. Let's get back to that. <laughs> if if I may, that that time is past. Um, uh, although it was a, uh, you know, glorified point in time. Uh, this is where I make it way too serious and point out we wiped out basically an entire <laughs> entire group of people which is the least which is the least expressive way i can say we basically committed genocide on the native americans to conquer that glorious west you speak of um but i'm not going to try and rub your nose in that we'll circle back on the on the actual question which is you know the perception of um america by the rest of the world and i can share at least uh what what i've learned and what i've heard having uh, you know been in college with a lot of people who did traveling if uh, i may had quick fun fact about the wild west kind of is that lewis and clark were actually sent west uh not only to find the quote-unquote potential uh river through the west but actually they were also on commission to try to find evidence that the woolly mammoth still existed that is a fun fact that's a fun fact continue We'll circle if I back. may, if I may, the they could right. possibly clone Woolly Mammoth. So it could have been talking exist. about that for years. That's not happening. It could. Fr- I've seen it though. I've seen it. You take a frog and you get Dino DNA from a mosquito. <laughs> circling Jurassic back on the point. circling back. Jurassic point. Okay, let's not get full sci-fi here. Uh, circling back on the circling back of the earlier circling back with no more may you ifs. I don't even know if that was good English. Um, 
we're looking at the 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 perception of Americans and and a lot of what I've heard granted most of it's uh, shaped by my girlfriend now fiance um, is that uh, as Americans you you probably don't want to be known as an American when you're outside of the country um, you know Mexico and Canada okay you're fine no big deal but when you, you go American to American equals money other when you go to uh, that, that's a good point. When you go to other countries uh, in in Europe, in Asia, um, the people are, are very curious. Evidently, um, they want to know what what the opinions of the American people are because they have they have news that is unlike ours. Ours is um, you know personalized, local, unique, often very slanted one way or the other, depending on what station you watch or which way you lean. But um, other countries are getting news about America and uh, they often have questions related to, you know, what do you think about what America's doing in, in this country? What do you think about what America's doing uh, invading this area or helping these people or bombing these people and, and, and all the, all the controversies that are going on overseas. And um, the answer more often than not is we have no idea it's going on. And the way I describe it is most Americans live in, in a perpetual state of, of ignorant bliss um, you know, there's there's all these people who do m marches, go to support their cause. And I, I support that, you know, make your voice heard. But that's all over the news because that's what sells. People want to watch something if they're concerned that it's there's rioting or there's, you know, these these major police versus, you know, mob mentality situations. And and ultimately, uh, what I would argue uh, from my limited white male perspective is regardless of who's in power in the, in, in the houses or even with the presidency, uh, America does a really good job unintentionally or intentionally, depending on how you look at it of very aggressively doing nothing. Uh, ultimately the, the changes that are implemented by either party are, are so small and so slow that the day-to-day -day life of an American isn't really affected. Now, there are people if I may, who are if I may though if I may you're coming at that from the perspective of a well I mean privileged white male you know it, and it a doesn't affect one. you day to day but you also don't rely on a lot of the programs that might be offered you know you can kind of just live life through and I, I feel like there's a lot of population that we don't think about that it does affect on a day to day whether it's you know whatever whatever the certain bills do it's it's just one of those things that from a lot of our perspective at least we don't think about but there's definitely people that it affects and, and they have to think about it yeah you don't ever think about it until it directly affects you and then it's a big deal uh, i know and another and thing is like a lot of times kind of yeah old, older people like they have time to like sit and dwell on stuff because they're retired and stuff so that's where a lot of the some of the crazy stuff comes from too I, I agree. Uh, what I'm attempting to say is it's it's very much so a minority of people who are are affected. And I don't mean to you know say that in like a, a negative connotation of like oh it's all it's all the black people, it's all the Mexicans, it's all the Asians. It, it, no, it's not not in that sense of a minority, but in, in the sense that there are very few people relatively who are impacted. And yes, there are. I mean relatively few in a population of that of america still results in hundreds of thousands if not more than a million depending on what you're looking at exactly but i would still argue that for the easy majority of Amer of americans the 
the approx and I'm, I'm ballparking this as a, a pulled out of my rear end number something like 75 to 85 percent of of americans are, are unaffected for the most part uh, you'll get the extremes you know people who need help and who are on those programs like you're talking about and and i agree we need to have those programs we need to help those people you'll get the extremes like gun nuts and uh you know the stereotype of someone from the south who's you know the government's taking my money the government's taking my land and you know super against this and that and the other thing and um you'll have those extremes but it, it never seems to be a, a majority in fact the the, the biggest the major the majority of the minority the biggest party group i can think of that's been picked on is probably the the lgbt what is it lgbq lgbt don't even try I don't, know. don't even try You'll i don't know all the letters i don't know all the letters i love pride radio in minneapolis it's like my favorite station but it's 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 oh, the yeah. it's is that, is that your token i, I love the gay radio therefore it's okay well, no, but it's like it's like I, the I classic excuse. I have a black friend, so it's it's okay. If it's... I may, I mean the the shifting. There's a shift that's coming in the demographics of America, and while we might be like, well, we're the majority over in the next probably ten years or less, it's going to be a shift from the minor. There will be more minorities in the United States than there, you know, more eth- different ethnic groups than just the Caucasian male as a whole. So. It's shi- I mean it's shifting. It's America's oh, it diversifying, I, I, and you I know, believe that it is. I, I don't I don't think that we can say eighty percent or seventy. I would I'd want to see numbers on that because it just that seems pretty high. Overall. Blatantly admitted, I don't have numbers for the record. Uh, that's, these, that's yeah, fair, these, are, but these are made up stats. Toss out numbers, yeah, yeah. All right, well, um, if if I may, is it all right if we move on to to something else or? Yeah, so. what do you got? All right, all right. So, just I think last week, the I want to say Supreme Court said that it was okay uh, for sports betting to happen. Now that doesn't mean that it's like legal in every state, but but sports betting is could be legal coming to a state near you that's not like Wisconsin or you know some progressive forward-thinking state. But <laughs> I was just wondering, kind of, what your opinions were, like. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? I mean, it sort of happens already, but I think it's going to really change how people view, I mean, a really popular entertainment source, you know? So if I may, whenever you're not sure why something happened, it's because of the money. So obviously there's something in it for somebody in government to allow this. Uh, I'm guessing they're going to maybe tax on the winnings of bettings. Uh, That's how they, that's how they uh, get away with doing the like uh, lotter, the state lotteries and that kind of thing. And the Powerballs is because the, the the state or the country or the nation gets a cut of it. So, I mean, the reason they're allowing this is to have the states and country make money. Uh, now, as far as whether the it's a good also, thing... The teams also get a cut. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either, because otherwise the teams wouldn't allow themselves to be used without permission. But, exactly. uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's a good... I, I think it's fine. I've never been a big gambler myself, mostly to side bets to buddies saying, hey, like five bucks you know you know small stuff but i i know there's some some people out there that get super into it or you know that's there's people out there that that's their job is to literally make bets on stuff and 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 uh put their calls out to the world as far as what they think is going to happen um as far as whether it's good for society i don't i guess i don't really know i think it's good that it's i, I like how the federal government just made it so any state that wants to do it can do it um but 
Yeah, it's interesting. I think the thing that worries me is that, you know, when athletes partake in this and they, they're the ones that affect the outcome of the game and I think the integrity of sports could be at risk. I mean, think back to the the Black Sox scandal, Pete Rose, who's I still don't think is in the Hall of Fame. Um, there's rumor or there's that that rumor theory that Michael Jordan was suspended for his three year break because he was gambling on like sporting outcomes. So according like, to think, my wife, was... who is a native of the Chicago area, that is exactly what happened. And her his deal was to go play for the White Sox. <laughs> that, which, that's how he got out fitting, of a huge, fitting, pu- like, honestly, huge uh, punishment. You know, one one cheating sports person to another team, you know, that's kind of how it goes. But I, I feel like I worry that when it, when it comes down to betting, that the money's you know, money does, as you were saying earlier, Kyle, like it drives so much. And I, I worry that it's going to start driving how players, beyond just giving it their best effort, how they're going to start playing, whether, oh, we're going to win by this much, so they're going to run up the score, or they're going to, I'm, I'm worried about losing, so I'm going to. I bet it that we're going to lose, so I'm going to maybe take a play or two off that I wouldn't normally or fake an injury or, or something like that. And I just I, – I feel like that's kind of sad. I don't know. Like, I agree. It, I think that is the biggest risk is that it somehow affects the play of the game. Uh, yeah, that, that, would, that would be my biggest concern for sure. If the players are all of a sudden doing stuff on the side and there's going to be some that do it, like it's going to be a thing if, you know, if the state allows it and uh, – It'll be interesting to see how I think it's going to be up to the teams to definitely figure out what to do for punishment. And hopefully it's something where if you're, or maybe they make a, a sports wide rule where if you, you, if you are caught betting on your, your own stuff, then uh, you're just, you're gone. You're out. If, if I may, it's all, it's all about the incentives. Um, the, the, the incentives for winning, uh, have to be greater than the incentives for um, betting and, and, and affecting the outcome, which on a, on a player level you can almost definitely do. And having a you know a potential you know zero tolerance policy with respect to if a player is ever caught, period, they're done, they're out. Um, I mean that that would should be an incentive for most. Uh, what I would worry about is like the old school mob stuff, like yeah, you. You you have your some family's going to get are, it. Yeah, yeah. You have some people who are who are trying to influence players through uh, threats to family, or or you know, take out the kicker who's a low profile individual, but who can still obviously make a, a huge difference in the game. Uh, little quarterback's too obvious. The kicker's kind of like a you know someone who yeah. Will there's only a the few game, players but... in football that can really affect drastically the game. Yeah, I, I would. I would, despite being a lineman, I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, but um, the the incentives have to be there, and the protections have to be there. And that, yeah, you can't have players being influenced by outside stuff. Uh, the the incentive for winning, meaning what they're getting paid to play the game and play it well, needs to be more than enough so that they're not tempted by, um, you know, the, the going out and betting now. Given the personalities and lifestyles of some of those individuals, um, not just looking at uh, you know TV shows and their their uh, implications, uh, but but actually the reality. I, I think the the fun fact is like uh, what was the percentage? Like some some ninety or eighty percent of uh, NFL players are broke within three years of leaving the league. Yeah, this is a, um, if I may stat right here. 
Yeah, which which is is not the right correct number, but it's, it was some crazy amount within three years of being out of the league uh, are, are broke, and those people are are making so much money, and they've you know waited very long, and often come from you know potentially difficult circumstances or situations, and now that they're making all that money, they they don't know how to manage it, and they sit there and they they assume they're just going to continue to make money. Well, towards the end of their career, if they're not going to get a, a big deal, well, if they need to have the money to support the cars and the houses and the lifestyle, um, gambling is a way to to turn that around, and that creates a lot of a lot of danger. And you need to protect against that somehow. Um, I, I don't have solutions for how that uh, can be done, but the at the if at I the may, the day, the if I may, need to be there. if I may, you're an accountant, so. No excuse. First off, um, and <laughs> and it's for you should have the solution. You're an accountant. Money is your job. You know this is this is yeah. If anybody here, you know, you're if anyone knows, more qualified than us, it would be you, Nick. I mean, honestly, the accountant. Anyway, to, to know how much money to pay someone so that they don't gamble. Gambling no, is, gamble. is no, to, the athletes to be uh, to be you know not broke. If I may, I think the athletes have to be smart enough to get an accountant in the first place. Thank you. <laughs> if I if I may, though, uh, one athlete I feel like that's been for history severely underrepresented and, I mean, in this Underpaid sport. Underpaid Aaron Rodgers. In this sport. No, no. I, oh, yeah, of course. But in this sport, we're from Wisconsin. allowed gambling for all of time. I mean, it's it's when you think betting and gambling this is it i mean horses like who's taking care of the horses you know and i think those it's horses fitting have that this, good. well still but they don't get the money you know they get oh i'll give you a nice they new get blanket really nice and they get to have sex like multiple times a day are, are wow, you implying that the horses like get that. the money i'm just saying someone has to represent these horses um and, and the it's the it's owners funny. represent the horses. No, they don't. The owners represent themselves as they do in all sports. They I feel like as far horse, as horses, horses go, I feel human. like racing horses have like have it the easiest. They're not pulling anything. They just have one person riding, like riding. They on get, them. they get, and a lot whipped. of times the they person literally whipped. How about how would you like no, running they're... around a track, getting whipped by someone <laughs> riding on your back? Think about that. Think about that. They get literally whipped. They're, they're also players getting held union. back a lot Where's of times. Players union. No, they're actually a lot of times getting held back because those horses, they're literally bred to just run. And there's lots of cases where the horses literally run themselves to having a heart attack and just straight up dying just on the track because they ran too hard. A lot of times those riders are even holding them back to make sure that they don't go too fast too soon or, you know, that kind of thing. Plus those jockeys are like the lightest people they can possibly find. Those guys are rough. They have like messed up knees and backs for the rest of their lives. I think the horses have it good. They get treated nice and they have sex a lot. Well, if they win. So we know Kyle's priorities for a good life. Awesome. <laughs> no, I just think it's fitting that this sports betting thing came up like right in the midst of a potential triple crown bid. And like I know Justify right now. I, I watched both you know races. Him? Not not live, but the horse <laughs> is a friend he's of yours? He's a friend no, of yours? He's... You know him? Yeah. Can you, can you I know this us? guy. This, this horse down in the pasture next door. No, I've seen him. We should him. get him I've on the podcast. In the fog. Well, anyway, I, I, people are like, this This horse could win the Triple Crown. I'm going to tell you, like, you heard it here first. Probably not if you actually listen to anything with horse racing. But I don't think he's going to do it. I don't I don't think he has it. The if, if I may, if, 
you, you do realize that the sport of horse racing exists purely because of betting, correct? Yeah, I do. But I'm just saying, like, the, you know, it, it changes everything. An owner is like, I'm going to pull back a little bit so I can get that second place bet, which I bet no one does. But maybe. I don't know. I'm not in the inner circle yet. The awesome. the money you would make from, as Kyle so eloquently put it, uh, the horse having sex on a regular basis and essentially being bred far outweighs whatever you would win on a single day at the track. Uh, what's the one famous horse they made a movie about? Secretariat or whatever? Yeah, I think they said uh, oh. that that horse was a stud. Um, <laughs> it's a guy horse. It's a male horse. I mean, is that he's one of the guys? That's the definition of stud, right? Uh, stud is a piece of wood. Oh, nailed it. Or it's <laughs> yeah, um, great. But I, just great. I actually saw it was on YouTube. They had a, a side by side of like Secretariat running, whatever the Kentucky Derby, and then uh, Justify, and uh, Justify kicked Secretariat's butt. Yeah, it's a different era. They say that it's, you know. Well, you it's it's like time. You, you just, Jim Brown you, uh, hit the start stop button and uh, he crushed it. Yeah, but you know they have so much bloodline and. Technology has changed so much. Do you see how much Justify was leading? By barely anything. It was like two legs. I know, and Secretary was like crushing everything. No, I know. I know. That's why I'm thinking. Like, I watched Justify race. I I don't like his start. He doesn't get (laughs) out quick enough. He rides. No, I mean, if you think about it, in both of his races that he's run so far, he's running around in the second, like outside part of the lane. He's not. He's not running to the to the fence which i mean you get a bit nicer of on the curve it's a little bit easier on the curve but you're running so much extra distance when you're running the belmont like the kentucky and preakness are, are shorter races um which is why fast horses do well but when you get a longer distance if you're not running the shortest amount of distance how how can you expect to win especially because it doesn't look like he's winning by really all that much i mean he's running some pretty good times but there's gonna be a horse that's been prepping just for the Belmont as there is every year who's going to be better at distance. I mean, I, I watched him. He looked okay. I, I just justified and not blow me away. I, I have, I don't know enough about horse racing to uh, bring a argument against it. Say, if, if I may, you, you, you went to a level of detail that only a zookeeper would. <laughs> If I may, when I watched the coach. race, I didn't even actually know that I, when I watched the Kentucky Derby on YouTube. I didn't know Justify was the the favorite. I picked number seven or seven seven or eight in lanes, and they went in last place. So I'm not betting I think on seven, horses anytime Justify soon. was seven. Maybe it was nine. Uh, I don't know. The the horse Justify I picked. Was seven. <laughs> the the one I picked. I was like, oh yeah, that's the one. They they lost. Everyone knows they have to go off a name. Best name wins. That's just how it is. Say that might be a wrap right there. I, I think if we could maybe give a plug of how you can watch this podcast later or how you can connect with us, that might be that might be helpful. So the two listeners out there, maybe. Yeah, the 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 wives and girlfriends, and fiancés. Hopefully, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah. Well, we have the Zarubust uh, YouTube channel, which has uh, okay content but fairly minimal. Uh, and uh, the podcast will be wherever you can find podcasts uh, shortly. Uh, we're tentatively recording each Tuesday, so you'll probably see it around Wednesday or Thursday each week. Uh, we'll have a schedule set in stone a little little more in the next couple episodes, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed. Uh, do we want to end with a little uh, 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 
small let, let's pick out a, like a video game or cell phone game of the week that we want everybody to try out and see if they enjoy alright now I, I got an app for you that has taken me by storm I was visiting with some friends in Seattle they introduced me to this uh, Clash Royale I'm sure I'm the only person that's ever heard of this game no, I've played it. It, deals, it deals with oh, whatever whatever Deals with microtransactions, whatever, but if you're willing to grind, you can get kind of far. Um, fun game. It's it's a good time. What, what I like about it is it, it's it's short. It has short... We're not sponsored by these guys at all. It's literally like oh, we, we just started talking about it this week. But uh, uh, short little spurts of gameplay, and it's a lot of strategy. Uh, you're always paired up with somebody that's pretty much equal stuff as... Excuse me. Equal stuff as you. So... Uh, you don't really ever feel like you maybe couldn't have won, you know, maybe. And so you, you make a little deck of like eight cards or whatever, eight different people. And then you, uh, uh, drop them to try to kill your enemy's base. So I, I like, I like the strategy. I like how there's definitely a lot more thought behind it than just, uh, one of those games where you're just grinding and like farm billing where you're just waiting two hours for your next thing to come up. I if was, I made, uh, the prince. Oh, the speaking of royalty, speaking of royalty, there's a card in the game called the Prince. Card, stupid. I hate it. It's really good. Awesome. Just wait until you yeah. get the swarm of skeletons. Clearly, both of you are, are more prepared for this uh, segment idea. Uh, if I'm going for a, a, a video cell phone game of the week, um, I play Tetris occasionally uh, when an individual is on their phone, and I recommend that playing Tetris is a good mental break. I once got to level 18. No big deal. Are we plugging multiple games here, or is this a... So we could use plug one. I think right now we have two plugs. Your game had microtransactions. Mine's free. So, boom. Uh, there's yeah, ads or something, for sure. Yeah, there are a couple ads. It's whatever. <laughs> okay. I think that's a wrap. Hope you guys enjoyed. <laughs> uh, we'll catch you next week. <laughs>